Welcome to the Mindset Mashup. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, TV host on Extra, mindset and media strategist, speaker, and author on gratitude. And I dig deep to bring you closer to your best life in this unapologetically authentic and soul-centered podcast. The Mindset Mashup is a compilation of real talks focused on epic mindset rituals and routines to help you get after your passion and potential. Tune in each Monday for inspirational guests who reveal their mindset must to help you optimize what matters most, self-love, impact, and fulfillment. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Mindset Mashup. I am so, so thrilled that you're here and you're going to love today's guest. My goodness, he is such a beautiful soul and such a beautiful example of a no limits mindset. You are going to love this conversation. We talk about focusing on the bright side and always looking for the blessings and being so grateful for all that we already have and not looking at what's missing or the lack. And more importantly, never getting caught up in the how to do anything, getting more focused and more interested in the resources, being resourceful, who can I ask, and being willing and brave enough to embrace the intimacy of the ask and needing one another, because that is what truly makes the world go round, and it's really at the center and at the heart of Marcos Rossi's message today. So yes, while he was born with a very rare condition that does not allow him to have arms or legs, he is an absolutely unlimited, unleashed, beautiful soul. So here is a brief bio on him. He is an example of human potential, drive, and how we can overcome obstacles. He's the writer of two books. One is called What is Impossible for You? He was born with a very rare Hanhart syndrome, a congenital condition that thwarted the development of his arms and legs. What many people would see as limits, Rossi has transformed into a reason to achieve. He holds a law degree and has professional experience at Brazilian and multinational companies. He currently works as a top motivational speaker and an asset manager analyst at a large bank where he was previously with the HR department. He's the father of two boys, a very devoted husband. He plays the drums at a major samba school for the past 19 years. He's the vocalist of a pop music band, certified scuba diver. He surfs He's a DJ and he does so much more. In short, he lives a much more active and dynamic life than most people. So the question is, is what's impossible for you? After you listen to this conversation, my guess is, is nothing, not a zip zilch. Because when you get this perspective, that's such a radical change in mindset and you see how much he's getting after in life and how blessed he feels he truly is and how he knows that there's nothing but the bright side and how grateful he is. Oh my goodness, guys. It really makes you want to question, right? Looking in the mirror and thinking you look a little bloated that day or, wow, that person, you know, didn't respond to my post or, or just making up meanings and stories in a limited mindset. Well, when you've got a growth mindset that says not only growth, but it's like on fire of no limits, and how can we really be aware of, of how blessed we really are? 
That is where the magic is. And that is what this man embodies. And it's how he leads. And he truly practices what he preaches. So I am beyond honored to allow you guys into this conversation. And you know what? After we stopped recording, he said, I loved how conversational this was. You know, I get interviewed by a lot of people, but it feels like it's so rigid. And I'm just, you know, this felt so fluid. So for that, I was just like, ah, good. I'm so grateful for that honor of a compliment by Marcos Rossi, who I think sets the bar for human and heart potential. So without further ado, please enjoy Mr. Marcos Rossi. Welcome to the Mindset Mashup, Marcos. Hi. It's <laughs> unbelievable that I am here. Thank you so much. It's actually unbelievable, to be really honest, because you were telling me right before we hit record, you're on your own today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> Which, by the way, for some, they might feel relieved by that concept. But for those of you who aren't familiar with Marcos, and even though I just mentioned it briefly in our intro, you were born with a condition called the hand-heart condition that didn't allow upper and lower limbs to grow. So yeah, for yeah. you to be home alone is a big deal because even just opening the door, getting up to the computer, turning everything on, these little things that we take for granted that you said to me, well, because I said, how are you doing that? And you said, well, in life, it's a matter of being resourceful, not resources. And I was like, oh, he's already bringing the gold. <laughs> so yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I, I was born like this. It's a very rare syndrome. They don't have an explanation for that. It's just happened and when i was born the medicals they told me that i would live just 30 years i think because of that i enjoyed life uh, like uh, the best way i can you know i i do everything that fills me up that everything that makes me happy i go there and i do I, and i i i don't think about uh, the problems or oh how can I do that because I don't have arms and I just want to do it. So let's find some resources and do. It's just incredible. Be resourceful. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to also explain how we met. Uh, and by the way, how old are you now? I'm 37. They said 30 years. You're seven years past. And I have a feeling you plan on doubling, tripling. I mean, there's just no limits for you. Yeah, maybe 100. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, why are you thinking small, Marcos? Go for 150 like Dave Asprey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you and I never let that my physical limitations stop me to dreaming uh, since I was a kid. So today I am graduated in law. I work in the biggest bank on uh, Latin America. I'm a motivational speaker all around Brazil and some other countries too. Mm -hmm. I'm a singer. Mm -hmm. I play drums in carnival and samba school. For uh, almost 20 years. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I play like, drums. You know, a temporary deal. This is a lifelong passion. Yeah, I do scuba diving. I do surfing, skateboarding. <laughs> I love adrenaline and I love that. It makes me so happy. I have two kids. I'm married for the second time. Yeah, the, the kids, they are from the first one. Everything that I do, they want to be with me and do the same. The, my younger one, he is 10, and the older is 14. 
the younger uh, wants to play the drums <laughs> too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, so you've already shattered pretty much all of the misperceptions from most of my listeners. For those who say, well, you know, I can't do that because I have a fear of going underwater, so I can't scuba dive, or, oh, I could never sing in public because what would people think, or, well, I could never finish law school because it takes too long or it's too expensive, or, okay, well, I could maybe do those things, but I could never, my goodness, surf. And then even if someone had figured out how to do that, they'd be like, yeah, but I still can't find love. And yeah. not only did you manage to find it once, but twice. This is your second marriage. So legally twice. I mean, you've got an abundance. I have zero marriages under my belt. You've got two. I mean, where did you first discover that you had a, a no limits mindset? Since I, I was a kid, everybody all the time said to me, wow, it's so amazing how you do that. And for me, what just just okay. It's normal. I, I, I do what I want to do. That's it. People put a lot of limits, put a lot of barriers in the, in the middle of doing something. You know, you, you don't need to do that. You need to just go through it and, and live with passion, you know, and Things start to happen, and then oh, it's coincidence or universe or you know <laughs> what what do you want to call? But things start to happen. What do you and, mean by that? Because I talk about that here a lot. About if you take one move, one step of action toward your dream, the universe yeah. rushes in with ten x. Yeah, yeah. How do you yeah, define yeah, that's that? it? Because you don't need to think about the end. Right. Just the small parts, just do small things daily and you will go, you, you will achieve. For me to play the drums, I don't know, it's like impossible for someone in my conditions, but I love it, that rhythm. And my sister played in a, uh, in a group, small group, and I wanted to do that. But how? So right. I started to search for resources that were around me mm. simple things not complex things so i discovered that you know the black tape so okay let me put the sticks in my arms with the black tape and boom and then i did classes like anyone else that want to play the drums on the the samba school and i started to play with them Mm. And then my love for the rhythm and for the drums grow, grow, grow. And then I started to learn other instruments. Mm -hmm. And so I play almost all of them today. You're kidding. I did not know that. So in addition to yeah. playing the drums with absolutely no arms, you also play other instruments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in other drums instruments, uh, we have a lot of them. Which ones? We call repiki, we call caixa, it's Brazilian instruments. But I think if you put my name on, on YouTube, you can see the, the videos. Incredible. Yeah, so yeah. that right there is such a, an example. It's such a powerful testimony of 
not getting caught up in the physicality of life, not getting caught up in the lack of resources in life, not getting caught up in the excuses or the circumstances or self-pity or victimhood. I mean, you just blasted through all of that. And even though you didn't know how, which is a big thing we talk about on this podcast a lot, people don't do it because they don't know how. And it's like, the how is the last thing to figure out. Just just get resourceful. Get resourceful and, and start Yes, start. My first time that I, uh, today I married, I I know these things, but my first time when I was uh, 14 or it's the first time that I realized that I I was different. At 14? Uh, Yeah, 14, 13, because when you're a kid, you, okay, I'm just having fun. Mm -hmm. But one day I was in a party uh, with some friends. I didn't had the the power wheelchair for me to go wherever I want to go. So in this case, my friends was there, <laughs> the resources. <laughs> so yeah, there you I go. Saw, I saw a girl so beautiful and oh. it was my f- first attempt to talk to a girl. Mm. So I asked to my friend and I said, hey, brother, can you help me? I want to talk to her and he said okay i'll help you and he pushed my wheelchair mm. near the girl and run away mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> he just or, left you yeah or a talk or a talk because i, I couldn't go away alone right so, but the, the thing is the first five words that i spoke to her she said get off I want the full boy, not a half. Listen, in your first attempt, when you were a teenager, it wasn't cool. For me, it was like a punch in the stomach. Mm-hmm. I get sad, I went away, and mm-hmm. I, I, I think two months without going out home. School, doctors and that stuff, okay, but for fun. And then sometime later, I I realized that the problem wasn't with me, you know. If you put your happiness in the hands of other people Mm. or other things, you will never be happy, you know, because you need to accept the way you are. Accept the way you born, you know, and there's nothing I can do about it. And then I realized that she that was lost in, not me, you know. And when I put that inside my mind, never more I had problems with girls. Well, the problems changed. <laughs> right. <laughs> problems changed because, you know, I had a lot of girlfriends, you know, and sometimes um, they are jealous and yeah, okay, that kind of problem. You were juggling more than one girl at a time? Oh, unfortunately, I wasn't. <laughs> That's so South American of you. <laughs> yeah, bad boy. <laughs> yeah, bad boy. Um, that is incredible because so many people, uh, and maybe even myself included, sometimes 
runs a little pity party, Marcos, where I'm like, where's the good man? Where's my man? <laughs> and I am, I am not complaining about my life. I am very blessed. And I know you feel you are very blessed. But for those people who give the excuse of, I'm too old, I'm too skinny, I'm too fat, I'm too young, I'm not smart enough, I'm not funny enough, I'm not stylish enough, what do you say to that? The first, first of all, you, you need to accept the way you are and you need to love the way you mm. are. Of course, if you are a little overweight, you need to do some exercises and take care of your body, but you need to love the way you are. Yes. You need to be yourself and not to be another one. You need to be you. Yes. And that's the spirit. Yes. Look into your mirror and say, wow. Look at me. Mm. I have hands. I have legs. Walk. I can search for my uh, for my love. You know, and you have it. I don't have nothing, and I did it. You did it I, in abundance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why you can't do this? And you need to understand in life. You you need to know that you will need to take risks mm-hmm. for achieving your goals. For me to be a surfer, just for you to understand, they put me on uh, uh, the surfboard and then push me on the wave. Okay, I'm going in. And if I fall in the middle, I cannot turn by myself. So uh, if I fall with my head down, I cannot uh, go up. So what do I do when I am surfing? Hmm. Uh, we make a, like a corridor, my friends, you know, so something in the middle, something in the shallow. And if I fall, I can uh, hold my, my breath, something like a minute or a minute and a half. And I just, when I fall on the wave, I just do that. <gasps> yeah. And that's okay. And someone picked me up. Well, I hope they, <laughs> they uh, still pick me up. Okay? So you ha- not only do you take risk, but you also have grand faith in the people yeah, that you yeah, surround yeah. yourself with. I, I need to trust. Yes. Because today, no one trusts no one. It's oh, so everybody's true. bad. Everybody wants to steal from me. Everybody wants to, you know. But I can tell you with all my heart, people are good. Mm. most of people are good mm. so we need to understand that and we need to understand that nobody can do nothing by yourself alone we need if you are in some part of your life you are here because of someone because someone helped you so no one can do everything alone that's right i have this so clear in my mind to achieve my goals in mm. life you know, it reminds me of, of how we first met. And uh, we met at Tony Robbins' Date with Destiny just a couple of months ago in Florida in December of 2018 for those yeah. not listening in real time. And you scooted up <laughs> on your wheelchair alone to basically the front row because I was front center. And I was blessed that first day because you just saddled up right next to me, brought in all your beautiful radiant energy and next thing I know, you were asking me some questions, you know, about the work, right? There were assignments. And so I was helping you along the way. And then it dawned on me, it's like about eight hours had gone by, which feels like five minutes. 
at a Tony event that you might be thirsty. I hadn't seen you eat. I hadn't seen you drink. And so I I'd asked if I could get you some water and you said, yes, that would be nice. So I go and get the water and I come back and I imagine you experience this all the time. Now, looking back, I want to die over this, but it happened and it's called life. But I, I just wasn't conscious to the fact that when I went to hand you the water, you couldn't take it from my hand. Yeah. Instead, you did the sweetest thing, Marcos. I'll never forget it. And this is one of two stories I wanted to share here. Well, there's going to be three. And instead of making me feel bad or ashamed, because I did, that second I wanted to crumble on myself. Like, how could I be so stupid? How could I have missed that? Hello? But instead, you just kind of put your your chin up and looked me in the eye and kind of like open your mouth like a bird like a little baby bird, like, okay, I'm ready for the water now. And you were signaling to me that that is how you must be fed the water. You didn't say, can you please feed me? Or can you please, you know, give me the water? You just made that little gesture. And it was such an intimate moment. And that was all, there were no words necessary. And then that was it. And then I continued to give you water until the water was done. But that was such a special moment. I wonder you know, does anything go on in your head when someone does something that lame, right? Like tries to give you a pen or, you know, expect you to use your arms. We just were so conditioned as humans. We don't always see people, but I, I no longer saw you as a man who didn't have limbs. I just saw you as this beautiful soul, Marcos, right? Oh, thank so you. What do you think when that happens? What goes through it your mind? It happens all the time. I imagine. All the okay, time. Good. Because when someone became a friend of mine, 10 minutes just talking to me, they, they forgot the way I am. Yes. And in work, sometimes I, I, I print some document and I ask for someone to pick it up on the printer and they and they hold on the air like this. All right, they're just waiting for me. And they, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> All the time. But I think the big secret here is you don't have to be uh, ashamed of, of ask help for help. And I ask for help all the time that I need, every time for everyone. And, and sometimes it's like this moment that I'm living right now. I called my friend and said, man, listen, I'm alone. Uh, and my wife needed to attend uh, her mother that is sick. And would you mind being here? And he is in a, my friend is in a city. It's like two hour and a half by car. Wow. And all right, he's coming. So and he's coming. you don't need to be ashamed of asking. I just, I would like to say, because sometimes things happen in your life that we are not uh, waiting. We're not expecting to happen. And sometimes good things happen. And sometimes things that are not so good happens too. When I was 15, years old I suffered from a disease called scoliosis mm. it's like uh, when your spine uh, became a nass it's like a, a s letter mm-hmm. and in that time of my life my spine was folding like 10 degrees per month mm, oh my uh, goodness. so uh, we went to a doctor okay. and they say okay listen if we don't do the surgery right now you're gonna die because it's gonna perforate some another organs or vital organs or something so let's do this but still if you do the surgery there are 90 percent of you die too because 
you body your body is uh, small you cannot lose uh, a lot of blood and we are we're going to put a metal bar in your spine for don't fold anymore okay 10% it's better than nothing <laughs> but of course that was your you know, <laughs> after the the surgery with that spine on my back i became a rigid structure from my hips up on my torso i don't fold i don't bend mm. anymore you know because of that bar so and that date before i did everything as a kid you know oh i i was used to play soccer with i have some crutches uh, tiny crutches and i i love to do a lot of things but when i woke up from the surgery nothing more than things that I did, I couldn't do anymore. So I had two options, complain right. or change my reality. Mm. And I always did things that make me happy. So mm. I decided to look for other hobbies and all the things that I told you that I did, that I do today, all the things they showed up after the surgery. Blessings. That's amazing, right? It's incredible, right? The scuba after. diving, uh, the so playing, the drums, the, the playing hockey, singing. Scuba diving. Scuba yes. diving. I, it's just, it is remarkable. And all of those activities are okay with the fact that you've got a straight spine that doesn't move. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah, are I, you I in didn't pain? thought about the, the, the bar, the spine bar. Oh, right. I just just thought about what I wanted to do. Otherwise, I would just be in bed and look it up and say, oh God, oh God. Right. Now, what does it feel like that before and after? Is there, does it, do you experience pain? A lot. You do? A lot because the first step for you to change, I think it's you accept. Yeah. The acceptance. So it's not fast. It's not thing like you just, push a button and then boom. No, you need to go slow and, you know, we understand what uh, your situation is and you are in pain and that's okay, but you cannot be on the pain stage forever. Yeah. You need to shift. You need to do something for yourself. Then I started to look what things that I like mm that I want to do, that I didn't do yet. It's incredible, Marcos. Have you ever heard of a woman named Byron Katie who does the work? No. Well, she's one of my favorite mentors, but she says something all the time that reminds me of what you just said. And she said that insanity is arguing with what is, which is basically what you just described is, you know, I could either complain about the pain or I can accept it and then move toward that which fills me with joy or passion or as a dream. And that is such a beautiful teaching for anyone listening. So, and I love this because 
I have so many friends. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, so please forgive me when I say this, but it's like, oh, you gained five pounds. Oh, you poor soul. You know, (laughs) we've lost perspective or I didn't get as many likes on my most recent post. It's just, it's insanity what we argue about in our minds versus just accepting what is and being aware of how we're truly blessed already. Yeah, And yeah. that is what I see you embody. So I have to go back to what it was like to be a, a young boy because you mentioned that you didn't even know that something was different about you until you hit about 13, 14 years old. So yes. is this how you were raised? I mean, was this the mindset that your parents had? Describe your, your childhood or your parents. Yeah, I think they are part of it. I was raised by my mom. Okay, a single mom? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. You know, man's. When I was born, my dad got away, mm-hmm. but she raised me as a normal child, mm. and she always said to me, uh, "Listen, Marcos, you are like any other kid. You are just a little bit different, but you are a normal." So <laughs> she treated me like a normal kid. Mm-hmm. For you just to see, when I won my first power wheelchair, uh, I don't remember the age, but I was a kid. And then I was afraid of driving by myself on the street. I would and think so. so. I just drive it at home. Mm-hmm. And suddenly one day she opens the door <laughs> and put me out and said, okay, go have fun and just come back in three hours and boom, stepped the door out. And I said, what? And I, and I said, mom, please open the door. And no way. So I remember that I had a friend of mine that he lived on one block or two and by my home. And then I just went there and okay. So she treated me like a normal kid. Mm-hmm. I don't remember she put me on a glass, you know, oh, protect me, oh, my little baby. I think my she's a part of it. But I still had that flame inside me, you know, flame of passion, of mm. doing things and being with my friends. You know, when you were a kid and you have that dances uh, on school mm-hmm. and you need to uh, go uh, character uh, with uh, customs and I love that even all the parents of my friends they look at me like so I I just wanted to be with my friends and that's okay for me so uh, that was how I did my life now when did you get involved because someone who goes to law school and finishes and then practices law for a living but also come to find out you're one of the top motivational speakers of all of Brazil. Those two don't usually go together, although these days there are no, there are no limits on anything, but where did you discover that you had a passion for personal development? Yeah, it's so amazing because like I used to say, sometimes uh, you just understand the dots. They are connected years and years later. Yes. Uh, It's so true. You look back. Yeah. When you look back, I was in a bank as uh, I work and I was on the lunch time and some years earlier they had a, a magazine an inside magazine from the employees and I 
I have been a lot of times on these magazines, always doing something different, but long time ago. And then suddenly uh, one man shows up and say, listen, can I sit down with you? I didn't know that guy, but okay. He said to me, uh, Marcos, uh, are you still on the magazine and, and being famous and stuff? It's like, no, no, just uh, a long time ago, okay? No, no, I just want to tell you something. When that magazine was published, I was in a very difficult situation with my family. My mom and dad, they, uh, they were just like going to a physical fight every day. And my brothers, they didn't want to work. And so I picked up five magazines on my area and I show them and I, and I ask them for a meeting. And then I said, look what you are doing. What are you doing with your life? Look at this guy and how he's happy and what, mm. what he lives is. And then, and I was just, you know, chewing my lunch and, and listen to that. And he said, you don't know the power you have to help people. One of the other parts of the story that I love so much about meeting you, which was when I had asked if you wanted some hot tea, because the room is like 30 degrees and never it's cold and it's late and we're, we're screaming a lot, right? And we're crying. It's emotional. And so everyone's throat gets really dry. So I'd asked if you would like some hot tea and you said, no. And I said, are you sure? And you said, no, no, no. The last time someone fed me hot tea, I got burned. And so I opened up the lid and I blew on it. And it was just this this intimate moment between us. And I looked at you and I said, I think it's going to be okay. Would you like to try? And your big old eyes, you just looked at me. You wanted to see like, could I trust her? At least that was my hallucination. And then you said, okay, you nodded. But that moment for me stood out. And so what it showed me is that in this human connection that you and I made, it was embracing intimacy. And I would imagine that you live in the world of intimacy all the time, because as my friend, Dr. John Amaral described intimacy as the ultimate unknown, everything is uncertain when you're in true intimacy, everything else in life, we can measure, it's known, we can have certainty, but intimacy is totally uncertain. And so it's my imagination that you must live a life in more uncertainty than the average person. Yes? Yes. 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 And how do you think that impacts your life on a positive level and maybe even where it's a challenge? Yeah, because uh, I think the positive way of seeing this, it's because you you create uh, uh, stories on your head. You create, mm. oh, but, oh, that's going to not be good. Or, but... When you are open, because I think all the thing here is to be open for the new, open. And don't create stories of bad things in your head. Just go and try and trust. Mm. I trusted you with that hot tea. And it was so good because (laughs) at that time I was so cold (laughs) i know know. yeah because of the mm. my spine metal spine to be seated all hours and hours and hours i live with pain but i'm okay with that because i prefer to look 
the, to the bright side. I prefer to look to the good things. And I never let an opportunity goes away. Never, mm. never in my life. Give an example you know, of that. Example of that, it's when Tony Robbins went to Brazil to do an event. I was doing a, a speech in another state here one day earlier, one day earlier, and I didn't have the tickets to see Tony. And I am, I was something like, oh, a little bit sad. Everybody uh, will be there. It's my dream to see Tony. <laughs> and then suddenly my manager called me and said, Marcos, listen, because just for you to know, I play the drums and I have a, a, one of my lectures. I bring the drum, the, the samba school with me on stage. Oh, amazing. Okay. Yeah, so I do these on companies and that's okay. But suddenly my manager calls me and said, Marcos, listen, Tony's crew, they are searching for a samba school to do the opening, to do the, the moment before Tony step up on, on stage. And as you are a singer, would you like to be on stage singing oh, and playing the drums on the Tony entrance? On that moment, listen, <laughs> uh, our life, in our life, every time we are searching for results, every time. And result for me is opportunity, okay, plus preparation, less your internal voice that sometimes uh, makes you go away. So in that moment, I was prepared. Because I do this thing all the time in companies, and but the opportunity came. They call me and say, "Okay, you will need to uh, to sing the she X music, but that music I don't sing that music. I, I don't know the lyrics." On oh my no! Head. There goes so, the preparation. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> preparation here goes the preparation. So, twenty four hours, I need to record that. Okay, that's okay. But preparation plus opportunity, then the voice came. Mm. Oh, but it's Tony Robbins. And if you miss the words, and if and if the guys of the samba school, they didn't show up, they don't show up, the voice. Da, da, da. So, all the doubts, all the fears, yeah, all the worries all the that come up to tell us, don't do that, that's too big. But then my manager said, listen, you don't have five... Or 10 minutes, you need to save me right now. And I said, okay, tomorrow I will be on stage. Wow. And then I went on stage to 12,000 people, 12,000 people playing the drums, wow. and singing, and singing like uh, it was uh, my best show of my life. But then that is how you got invited to Date with Destiny, right? Like a month later. In the end, we were at the lobby with the VIP people, and I saw a line for people that they, they bought some to take picture with Tony, and it was a lot of money. I, I didn't have that money, but it was my opportunity, and I, I think I will never get that chance again. So 
I needed to do something. And then I put my wheelchair on the front of that line. It's like a, I have already bought that tickets and I start to make some face of rich guy, you know. <laughs> well, you had certainty as Tony would yeah. say. You knew and what you wanted. The security guy looked at me and said, <laughs> okay, where is your voucher? And I said, uh, voucher? He said, yeah, you need a voucher to take the picture. And then, have you ever seen Shrek, the movie? Yes, of course. <laughs> I did like that cat. <laughs> and I see my... Uh, <laughs> I see, oh, man, but I love Tony. It's uh, Please, can you do something for me? He said, okay, uh, let me see. And then the guy entered up in some room and talked to someone. And then he came back and said, okay, you can enter. And I yeah. entered it. And when I saw Tony for the first time, mm -hmm. the first thing he said to me was, keep this light in your soul. Mm -hmm. You will help a lot of people mm -hmm. with your mission. And then I said, Tony, I follow you a long time ago and I do this, 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 then. And his eyes bumped it out. What? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, listen. I want to give you a, a, a gift. Uh, and I say, what? Go with Dave with Destiny and my personal guest. And, say, what? <laughs> and then I was there and met you and had the opportunity to speak a little bit about my breakthrough mm -hmm. over that. And there I realized that my primary question was, how can I do all this thing with the little time that I had? Because the doctor said that to me and that's why I did a lot of things in my life and then Tony gave me another gift he gave me I think uh, leadership academy or something yes, I want I you to be my trainer and, <laughs> and then I was on the backstage with him again and I took another picture with him and when I was going away his wife Sage said listen can I take a picture with you? What? Oh, <laughs> you know? awesome. So it was so amazing. It's on my wallpaper on my PC, that picture. It's so, so cool. And my friend, there are so many moments that happen at Date with Destiny that stand out for me that I experienced with you. But one of them was, I think it was the last day where you shared in front of 5,000 of us from all around the world in that convention center, your breakthrough. Do you mind sharing or just recapping that breakthrough for my listeners? Because you electrified 5,000 people. You cracked, we were already, our souls were wide open, but you opened us even more. That place, it went into like pandemonium in support and cheering and crying and music went up. And I mean, it was just, it was so magical. No one will ever forget it. But I want you to share some of the stuff that you shared in that moment as it was the very end and you were having these massive breakthroughs yeah. with all of us that caused Tony to come over and kneel down and hug you and then Sage to come over. I mean, it was just so beautiful. Yeah, it's, I, I wanted to share, but I was asking myself, how, how Tony will see me and 5,000 people to share? And then I was on the front row and a friend of mine, he shows up and said, Marcos, it's now. Raise your hand. I said, but I don't have hands. So raise your, you know, whatever you have. <laughs> and then I told him, man, listen, 
when I am in a bar, when I am in a restaurant, no one sees me when I, uh, hey, no one. So Tonya will see me. We'll make it happen, my friend said. And then at this time, the right moment, he talked, asked to all the dead guys that were on the platinum front row and say, hey, guys, let's help Marcos to share. Mm. All right. And then when Tony was searching for someone to share, everybody on the front row <laughs> was pointing at me. <laughs> and then he asked me to share. But my primary question was, how can I enjoy more life uh, with the little time that I have? Mm. That was my breakthrough. That was uh, the, uh, every day that I woke up in my entire life, I asked this in my unconscious. So over there, we changed it. Now we learned how to change our primary question for use as your day-by-day uh, from now on. And my question now is, how can I enjoy even more life and with the gifts that God gave to me? Wow. I can love more people and help them to achieve their goals in life. So and it was amazing. And then the DJ started to play a song. It's uh, singing like, tonight we are young. Yes. So I set yes. the world on fire. So, wow, it was magical you, you if you want to see this you can search on youtube or with uh, you just uh, write marcos rossi and tony robbins and that video will show up or you can see this on the tony robbins officials page he has yeah. a video of the best yes. moments of yeah. 2018 and, <laughs> and i am there wow so cool it was it's incredible it's such a it kind of made me cry again i just, uh, I just relived great. it with yeah all the 5,000 beautiful souls that were in that room. It was just, you know, to look at you with what life has dealt you and someone could feel so sorry for you. But yet all that you did was shine the light on each one of our souls to say that we are made for so much more. How can we enjoy life even more right now? Where can we love? Where can we serve? Where can we give? I mean, you were such a beautiful example. And I love that you had such a massive shift from before and after Date with Destiny. And you were already living life like at a 10, right? Like, But yet underneath, you didn't even know that your subconscious was running this program thinking of you better suck everything you can out of life because you only have so much time. And now yes. that little shift of enjoy life even more right now and where can you serve more? How can you help more? And then removing any of the limitations from it. That was so, so massive. And also, I just love that you had such an intention of you wanted to be able to speak and you didn't know how, but again, it was like, how could you be resourceful? And this is yes. such a major mindset hack right here because we don't need to know the how. The how, as Tony says, will fuck us up anyway, you know? Yeah. But if we can just like, okay, well, if I was really resourceful, what would that person do who figured it out? Now I want everyone listening, like, what would Marcos Rossi do? <laughs> because that is the answer. We're going to have to wrap pretty soon, my friend, but I have just a couple more questions for you. What are your daily or morning routines? Do you have any rituals or routines that allow you to prime your mind so that you are clear when you start your day. Yeah, yeah. It's 
a little bit uh, different. I walk uh, every morning at 6.30, 7 a.m. And the first thing that I do when my wife put me up on my, my wheelchair, mm. we hug each other. Mm. Silence for one minute. And she is taller than me, of course. <laughs> and then I hear, hear her heart, mm. you know, and just feel each other in that moment without saying nothing, mm. nothing, nothing, nothing. And this every single day of my life, I do this. Well, now tomorrow because she's, <laughs> she's not with me today. But and then I go to shower, cold shower. Yeah, and that's important because it makes my energy up. You know, woo, let's go. Let's go. And, woo. Yeah, and, and music too. I love music in morning in the morning. And music and, and that brings your state to up. You are happy, you know. Yeah, and you know, like up all the time. And then I love to drink water with lemon. And then I read something like not too long, something like 15, 20 minutes. And then I go to work. Yeah, because I, I still work in the bank. Yes. Uh, and you work in time, HR, right? Yeah, in, the, in my free times, I work in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> in your free so, time, you have a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> because You're we so don't have speeches every day. So when I have one to do, I just, we have a, I don't know how to say that in English, but we have a, a bank of hours. You can, uh, you have an account of hours. You work eight hours. Okay. You have plus eight. So you can uh, miss a day. And you understand me? Yes. Uh, we call that yeah. PTO paid time off. Paid time off. Yeah. Yes. So you're probably cool. always counting those minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes <laughs> I can't pay them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, I will pay you to let me off because I've got to go <laughs> open for Tony Robbins in front of 12,000 people. I love yeah. it. Final question, my friend. I ask all the guests this. I think I've asked almost all of them. How do you define fulfillment? For me? Yeah. Doing everything that I love and being with the people that I love. And I think the first thing, the most important thing, it's giving, helping. Because everybody in this planet, everybody has a purpose. Mm. So you need to find yours. And for me, help people to achieve their goals or help people to live better you know, some people try to kill themselves and uh, they were almost killing themselves. And then suddenly they look into the television and, and I was there sharing my story and that changed it. Yes. Uh, a life for me, yes. that's fulfillment. Yes. So you know that you were born perfectly exactly the way you were so yes. that you could fulfill your purpose. Yeah, I'm grateful. I am grateful, so grateful for being this way. Oh. You are a beautiful soul. Thank you. Thank you. For, <laughs> for me, it's an honor to be here talking with you. Mm. And I'm well, a fan, big a fan of yours. Oh, well, 
I mean, from the moment that you rolled up, <laughs> I was just uh, very taken by your spirit, by your energy, by the joy coming out of your eyes and your heart and your, you know, your energy was just so radiant. And I remember having a thought of, wow, he's got no complaints. And then as I got to know you more that whole first day of like 16 hours, you basically just kept saying, how, how would I complain? I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Even when your mother wasn't speaking to you because you married a woman that she didn't, you know, approve of, you said, I could never take my love away from my mother. It's okay that she's feeling that way. I still love her. It's yes. okay. I don't want to complain about my mom. She raised me. I mean, just every moment that someone would say, okay, well now here's, here's a real reason that's legit where you could, you know, hold your joy back or complain or feel sad. You always look at the nugget of how you're truly blessed, and it's just incredibly inspiring. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're such a beautiful soul. <laughs> oh, thank you, my friend. Well, it has just been such an honor to spend some time with you. And so where can we find you for those who want to now go find all things Marcos Rossi? All right. You can uh, search Marcos Rossi on Google. On Instagram, it's Marcos Rossi. I will spell it for you, okay? Because it's it's like superation, but it's S-U-P-E-R-A-C-A-O. Yes, that's it. <laughs> so Marcos Rossi Superacao. Superacao. It's like that. You're right. On my uh, YouTube channel, it's Marcos Rossi. And Facebook, it's Marcos Rossi too. And it's so easy to find me. And I had, just for finish, a so nice experience on my, my birthday was last week. Happy late uh, birthday, February 6th. 37, 37. And I was, I was in an Irish pub with <laughs> some friends and my family. And we had a band playing. And suddenly they invited me. Hey, we have someone doing birthday today. Uh, Marcos, come on and let's put music in words. And then I, I get on stage and it was so amazing. You can search just, you write on YouTube, Marcos Rossi, R-O-S-S-I, that's in there. Marcos Rossi, 37. A lot of my videos, I already put it uh, subtitles in English because I had a, now I have a lot of friends all around the world. Absolutely. And you have a friend in me and I have a feeling you have a friend in thousands and thousands of listeners of mine around the world. We are all one community and we are all about understanding how to optimize our mindset by bringing on inspiring guests like you that no matter what the circumstances may have dealt you, you still continue to see the blessing and the good in all of it. And you have been such a prime example of the very reason why I created this podcast to begin with. So thank you yet again. And I cannot wait to watch what you do next, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend and you can head on over to iTunes to leave me a review. That would be so appreciated. And of course, if you'd like to reach me directly with any comments, questions, or feedback, you can do so at themindsetmashup.com. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to hearing from you.